0: You are listening to episode number six of the Insight and Empathy podcast with Leandra Creative Co Photography. This week I got to invite Lee Morton onto the podcast. Lee is a longtime friend from my production industry days and an incredible director and cinematographer based in Baltimore, Maryland. Lee owns his own production company Moselle films that makes evocative and heart-driven films for amazing companies and brands. Today, we chat about all the things from how to hone in on your, why to diversifying your income and why that's so important. Lee plays a huge role in the title of this podcast. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear everything he has to offer as a creative business owner leading with empathy. Let's get right into the good stuff guys. Hey guys, you're listening to the Insight and Empathy podcast with Leandra Creative Co-Photography. I'm a goofy, connection-driven creative that left the world of video production to pursue photography full-time. If you're an entrepreneur dreaming of turning your passion into your full-time business, a creative professional, or you're just a boss babe looking to get a little bit more out of this extraordinary life, this podcast is for you. Each week, I'll be pulling back the curtain on how I'm building this business, mistakes I've made, and lessons I've learned all while leading with empathy. Strong relationships and real connections have always been so important to me in my life and my business, but it often gets overlooked while we're busy trying to build an empire. Not anymore. I'll be sharing live teachings, stories, and advice from some exceptional professionals in the creative industry. I'm your host, Leandra Caprini Rosca. Let's dive on in. Thank you so much for being on the Insight and Empathy podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. We have a long history of friendship and working together, and I just am so excited to talk to you today.
1: Yeah, same, same. I'm happy to be here and thankful.
0: So for the listeners that don't know who Lee Morton is, give us a little insight to who you are, what you do, and what you're up to today.
1: So I am a director and owner of a production company here in Baltimore. you know, I, just, I started out as a, an artist, you know, when I was like 10, drawing, uh, illustrating, kind got introduced to a computer uh, when I was really young, probably like 11 or 12. And then I think the the arts and the digital kind of combined for, you know, what is today's graphic design. Um, and then went to school for communications, you know, designer for five years, uh, had a DSLR and... Um, you know, fell in love with, with image making and, and motion picture. Um, and then we shot weddings for a few years. Mm. Um, and then that transitioned into commercial filmmaking where we had studio, which is where I met you uh, as you came on board as a studio manager for Moselle. Um, it was very delightful and had lots of fun. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun. Um, and, uh, and yeah, did that for a bit. Um, and, and, and here we are today. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad to two beautiful young girls, Macy and LA, two and five, um,
0: Cutest you know, top heads I've seen. <laughs> they, yeah,
1: I know, man. Um, which is, it changed the game for me, which we can talk a little more about later, I guess. But, um, yeah, Yeah, my wife, you know, we've been together for like, like 20 years, really long time. Um, married for, you know, six or seven. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's, that's me like in a nutshell.
0: That's awesome. You've got so many facets of who you are. And I just think that's so interesting to see how you grew from this, um, you know, lover of design and all things, uh, in that world, and then kind of falling into weddings and, and morphing that into the super successful, um, production company that you have today. So how, how did that, how did that journey, um, in the, in the wedding industry and then in the production industry get started? Like what drew you to, to video?
1: Um, it's, it's interesting. I think it's one of those things that you pick up and do and you're so fascinated by and you don't understand why you just fall in love with something and you just want to keep doing it. Uh, that's what it was yeah. for me, you know, in, in high school taking photos and video making the, the senior video, you know, shooting videos, um, you know, you just kind of fall in love with something and, and you just keep doing it. And I guess that's what passion is when you just fall in love and fascinated by a craft and an art or a thing. Um, and you happily get through all the challenges to learn it more. Um, and so, uh, my wife and I saw wedding videos, uh, probably eight or nine years ago, um, and fell in love with them and just thought it was so immersive. It was new. It had so much heart, mm. um, which I feel like is really important to me. Um, and so, you know, you're able to apply creativity and heart, um, and work with people directly and make something for them. Um, and, uh, you know, and I I just started and and fell in love with it. And it's it's helped a lot of people, you know, kind of preserve uh, the most, one of the most special days of their lives and do it in a creative way that, that they enjoy going back to, you know, hopefully two or three times a year.
0: Right, right. It's such a huge endeavor. There's so many parts of it. And then having, you know, lived into the uh, production world and, and larger scale productions and brands and all that stuff, there's definitely um, some comparisons, but also a lot uh-huh. of differences in working with, you know, brides to working with um, bigger, bigger uh, companies and brands. Can you talk a little bit about that shift and, and how, how you made it here?
1: Yeah, so the idea of like going from a, a bridegroom to like a yeah. corporate situation.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's different, um, you know, in that, you know, a bride, is, you know, is, wants to preserve something and they're kind of star of the show um, in their own movie. Um, and the wedding world is, is pretty predictable in the sense of um, project management, timeline, um, what you need to do, cash flow, um, projecting out when you're going to do things, how you're going to do them, um, and your target audience is you know someone who's really you know you're working with someone who's really excited um, for a certain day. When you move into the corporate world, you know you know maybe the budgets get a little bit bigger, but you know we're looking at um, you know a mission objective, right? We, we have to accomplish the mission. We have to communicate something. Um, so then we have a communication objective uh, so that you have to then be prepared to talk about what is the timeline how soon can you get it done what is your solution to the communication objective Um, and realizing that you're dealing with you know older marketing folks most likely Um, and so the expectations and the value propositions are just different at that stage Um, and and it's less predictable um, you have to be more flexible because mm. uh, with a wedding you know the exact product you're making in a box I mean, you know what it's it you know right. you know what it's going to be um, but with this you may need a, a commercial for a new shoe you may need to do a training video uh, you do may more need variables.
0: A, yeah. yeah a
1: recruitment video you know yesterday with with the uh, coronavirus we did a CEO sharing with his global teammates how they're reacting to this wow. Um, and so, what that means is, we have to be so more, so much more flexible mm. um, to how we solve the communication objectives um, with crew, with equipment, with post production, with pre production, with timelines, and how fast you move. And so, it's just such a different animal um, because all the elements are always so different for project to project. Right. Um, but the but what's you know. What's great about it is you get to be challenged in new ways and you just become more experienced and more wise because you have all, you, you gain these projects under your belt. Mm. And so you just, you know, I, I, I'd say like, I just want to see around corners in the future. Um, and with new projects, you gain that experience to see around corners. So
0: That's amazing. And a director and as a coworker and boss and all, and all these different uh, elements, you're clearly so passionate about your work. Um, i 'd really really love to dive into the topic of today of how to value really selling as an artist so we've we 've talked a little bit about you know kind of throwing your heart into your work being flexible the different transitions that you 've made through video production but and, and all the while you 've been so clearly passionate so invested um, you really care about making something evocative and um, mm-hmm. And, and passionate so so how do you balance selling in the world of being an artist i think that's a challenge that a lot of small business owners have today in you know either asking for the right price or figuring out the right price or valuing themselves in that space um can you talk a little bit about that for us
1: yeah such a such a loaded question yeah
0: um, <laughs> sorry you know, you with it
1: no it's great it's great it's you know i think It's hard. It it can be challenging as an artist to like want to put a price on what you make because Mm -hmm. what you make is like it's special to you and you do it out of love. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not really making this to sell it. Uh, And so I think in the beginning, that is often a dilemma because it's so special to us and it's hard to put a price on something you make. Um, But I think if we uh, maybe reframe maybe our mindset to, you know, what is this gift that I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to have? And can I serve others with it? Mm-hmm. Um, then that is the business. And then now that's a really special thing. And and now I get to help other people with my gift. Um, well, how much is that gift worth gift gift worth to them? Um, and, and kind of starting there has allowed me to kind of shift my mindset from, you know, make, make something that's very precious and, you know, don't touch it or, it, you know, it's this precious thing to, yeah. to a business where, you know, now, you know, you get to earn money to pay for your car, you know, and your mortgage and, right. um, and so then much hopefully, connectedness. It, yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you get to pay f- to live. Um, and that, you know, if you get to do that, like, in my opinion, you've already kind of like won the the not succumbing to how do i want to say this um to have the courage to be an artist and sell what you make you know and to take the leap like you've already gone against what's you know a lot of people just do in the normal track of life getting the nine-to-five um so taking the leap like man congrats like huge respect that is amazing um don't, you know, it's going to be hard, but taking that courageous step is like the first thing that's just amazing.
0: Yeah. So I want a tangent just a little because you reminded me of something that you're Mm -hmm. such an expert on. Can you talk a little bit about uh, someone that might be listening that's still in the season of life that they're um, leaning into whatever whatever they're passionate about as a hobby, and they might be thinking about moving into the full time uh, career of this. Do you have any suggestions for where to go next, what to do, how to look at this hobby as is potentially their next step in their career?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people do that, right? five, and, and I did it. So when I was about to make wedding films, I worked at a corporate place at 95, very typical. Um, and I wanted to do wedding films. And so I shot weddings on the weekend and, you know, during my lunch break, I would meet with brides and, you know, mm. talk about their wedding day and, then, Hustle,
0: and from the beginning. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, if you want to do it, then like find a way, mm. um, you have to find a way. And, and if you really love it, like You know, I I think that after work, you'll find a way to make time for what matters. And and that doesn't mean, that means equally time with my significant other, a little bit of me time, but also working on this thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's four days a week, you know, you're working four hours a day on it when you get home. If you get home at five, you spend, you know, an hour with your significant other, do a little bit of me time. And then, you know, from seven to 11, you, you know, you might be hustling. Um. And, and, and explore that until, you know, you have proof that people will value your proposition in exchange for money. And mm. if they will give you money for this thing that you're kind of doing, then that's an inkling Like that is really cool. And that's special. And, and, um, you're, how do you scale that? You know, once you start to get the first customer, how do you do it again? And then, you know, you're going to be, but, but what happens is you have to understand, like, that first six months is going to be so much because you're going to be balanced the two things, your full time and the hobby. Um, but if you love it, then you're, you're, it's going to be worth it to you. And it's not going to feel like work, right? You're just like, this is just, you know, like, you know, and, and then you're also going to most likely, you know, if it's succeeding, you're going to be making a lot of money in like four to six months because you're going to have income from that and that, and it's going to feel really nice. Yeah, so you're gonna to have to cut, you know, the full time, which is gonna, you know, be like half your income, right, or more than half, and that's gonna be scary. But that belief, that courage, um, you know, is what entrepreneurship's all about. Not so much the creative. The creative is like inherent to you because you're gonna to want to make the thing. Um, but entrepreneurship steps up where you have, you place the bet and that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Placing bets on things that you think are really going to happen. Um, and if you notice the trajectory that, you know, it's scaling up, you're getting momentum, you know, people believe in this, they are showing interest, they're paying you, then you have to then come up with your three to six month plan, uh, and make it happen. And, you know, funny story, I remember being in the elevator where I just had it where I was like. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna quit. Gotta today. Do it. I'm gonna do it. Let me call Melissa. so I called her and I said, Hey, you know, I think this is it. Like I just had it, another one of these incidents with my boss that I'm not happy about. Um, you know, we've booked four weddings or whatever the number was. Um, I feel like I'm gonna have enough income for the next um, you know, three months to at least pay the mortgage, pay the car bill, it'll get us by. And she said, you know, okay, I believe in you and But, but, but if it doesn't work out, you can get a part-time job, you know? And and so it was a best case example with my wife where she like believes in me and she's also a realistic, um, person about stuff. Right. Um, And that's the truth, man. Like, especially if you're under 25, like take the risk, like, you know, so many successful people today talk about like sleeping on their friend's couch and sleeping in their friend's (laughs) basement and like just, you know, for six months trying to get after it because, You know, maybe after you're 30, if this is the lifestyle that you choose, not everyone chooses it, which is great. You know, if you have a significant other and you have kids, the likelihood of taking risks are just so low. Right. So when you're young, if you jump into a nine to five and you have great income and whatever, cool. Um, But if you have that thing you're doing in the side, like pursue it and keep making it and see if people like it. And if they do, Mm -hmm. you know, have the courage to just take the jump and see what happens because you'll recover. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world, um, yeah. especially if you're young. So take risks if you're young.
0: I want to highlight what you had talked about not being afraid to stay in that full-time job. Like, yes, now is the time to take the risk, but is there anything you can talk about to how there's value in staying in that full-time job to kind of lend space to start that side hustle? Because I think a lot of people jump really quickly and that's not always the best decision.
1: Great point. And, and there's a clarification there that it's not that I'm interested in this. So I'm going to leave my full-time job and then start this new idea. It's right. I, got, I got to start the idea while I have my full-time job. And then there's a long overlap until there is proof of concept in the mm. hobby that there's value there. And value is when people pay you money for what you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you notice a track on that, Um, and it's scaling and you get momentum and it's growing you're making more money every month from that thing do that for maybe three to six months until it's hopefully hopefully you know equaling your salary or 80 percent of it and then once that happens and it's likely that it's going to cross the path of your other um salary then it's likely that you're going to be in a safe place so um yeah, it, it's certainly not jumping in the beginning. It, it's jumping when you've proven momentum of this thing that you make that you mm. see value in. So great, great point. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I just love to highlight that because I think even myself included, um, that urge, that desire to jump into something that you're so passionate about and leave um, this life that maybe you weren't it, is definitely tempting, but I think having that background and that stability is, is so important for a successful um, entrepreneurship life. Yeah. It reminds me of that
1: phrase too, where it's like, you know, ships at Harbor are not made for the Harbor. Mm. You know, they're made, throughout are at sea. I mean, that's what kind of entrepreneurship is. And so, you know, if you accurately recognize a trajectory and you have momentum, you're an entrepreneur and you take risk. And so once you do that and you jump, even in that first three months, you're going to learn so much about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. you need to be resourceful, you need to be passionate, you need to be connecting with people, listening to your customers, you know, researching new products, like, and you'll have time to do that if you quit your full-time job after you've gotten momentum. So that's a really fun place.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we've talked a little bit about serving and coming from a place of value. I'm curious how... You see, and I hate to bring this up, but it's the talk of everyone right now, so there's no way to you know totally disregard it. People, especially small businesses, are in a, in a stressful space right now with the uh current pandemic that our world is in, and I think now more than ever is a really important time to um take a look at the back end of our business and look at systems and uh, income and dual sources of income. And you're someone that has always, always, always um, made it really abundantly clear to me, at least, how important multiple sources of income are. And I think now the people that have set those up are are super grateful. Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how that plays a role into your life and business.
1: Yeah, well... You know, no one alive today um, has experienced what we're about to go through. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be very difficult. Um, you know, in the past seven to ten days, the economy has slid back to where it was four years ago within yeah. 10 days days. Um, so that means, I mean, there's going to be a natural ripple effect that budgets are going to tighten. You know, businesses will, will likely close depending on the type. Um, but it's going to look different in the next six months for sure. Uh, and so every day being prepared to think about that, and especially for me, um, I'm, I'm prepared for that. Um, you know, I think it's going to be different adjusting on the work from home. Um, I think we need to be selfless, you know, and sort of stopping the spread, um, I just thought about this today, like if I go out and drive a grant from the grocery store uh, or, the, or a convenience store just on my home, when I can be contact, if the incubation period is, for, uh, is, is 14 days, then, you know, it's that 14 days that you're infecting so many other people and so it's just been spread. So um, that's a little tangent on the situation at hand, but I think as business owners, um, just be very, in my opinion, as business owners... Um, doing our best to be connected on how this affects the economy, how this affects our clients. Mm. Um, you know, how, how can I help people creatively during this time? Um, people are going to be at home a lot more, people are going to be in hospitals. Um, you know, shout out to one of my. Um, competitors, you know, early like media, they, they, right away, they're like, you know, free leadership videos to any executives that want to do training. That's amazing. That's, and so I was like, guys, that's incredible. Like that is exactly what we need right now is people yes. step up, right. And, and provide new ways of helping in a situation like this. Like that's really what you have to be. Um, and so maybe it's a good exercise to, you know, put your phone away for two hours and say, how could I help people in the next three months? Like write down, write down 10 examples. Like, just to just to get yourself in the exercise of thinking of new ways, um, because we're going to have to. Um, you know, we've in the past two weeks we've we've lost five figures of income um, on, on jobs getting lost, and so it's really just starting to hit me. And I'm I'm just I'm trying to prepare myself and my family. I'm like not panicking, just prepared. Um, yeah. And I think that's the kind of mindset we need to be in. Um, and so uh. Wow. Where else do we go from here? So, uh, so that leads into kind of the multiple omni-channel, you know, revenue, um, streams. Uh, a few years ago I thought about, you know, the economy is doing so well, but it's not going to last. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, this is so good, but like, it's going to never,
0: last, yeah. never <laughs> last.
1: I mean, it's, that's just the way the economy is. We know it, it's proof. So if that's true, um, you know, what can, cause we're a nice have. Right. I mean, video production, we make commercials like we're not so much a must to have, we're nice to have. So we need to plan for a reduction. One of the biggest lessons that I've always learned is, you know, plan for winter, Um, you know, plan for when, you know, food is scarce and sort of having that omni-channel revenue um, stream is the idea of for us thinking, you know, are there a handful of ways that we can earn money so that we're diversified just like a mutual fund that you, mm. get, you know um so that if one goes down the other is stabilizing us um i think you know it's this idea of like fortifying your freedom if you will right. um, and you do that with in my opinion um well first mindset i think mindset is huge for us it's been one of my biggest lessons in the last year is you know, we certainly suffer more in um, our imagination than reality. And so knowing that today, like, I am free and, and I can, uh, I have choices to make. If you if you run your own business, you know, you can't have the wrong thoughts kind of creep in your head about what it is to live today. You know, today we can go out yeah. and do whatever we want. Um, and so the second part of that is sort of having that cash flow um, and having that reserve sort of fortifies your freedom. Um, to survive a winter, to, you know, freely work on a new passion project, to travel, to get new tools for your craft, uh, the freedom to pursue personal leisure uh, or or your favorite hobbies, Um, you know, sort of build this life resume, as Jesse Isler calls it, one of my favorite self-development guys. Uh, And so you're building up this freedom with different revenue sources, um, cash flow, so that, you're fortified. Um, and in times of stress and pressure, like right now, right. Where, like it is just a free slide of the economy and business and everything. I want to have ease so I can continue to love my family, be present, um, still figure out how to serve clients and not feel that monetary pressure of lost income throughout all this. Um, so it, yeah, it's it's been, um,
0: That's awesome. That's, that's really great. And I think it's, it's so, it's clear that you are uh, someone who really values, you know, logic and balance and, and having those to be really, uh, intertwined in your in your business because you, you love serving your clients, right? But you also love being logical and having a ba- having plans and having more than one plan. And I think a lot of times we leap into entrepreneurship or creative businesses, and that's all that's in our brain. We're fogged by the creativity, the love, whatever. But having that. Um, Uh, really stable plan of one, two, three, maybe four sources of income, I think is brilliant. And a lot of people forget about that.
1: Yeah. And and, I think it's really, for me, it's been the last year working backwards to, you know, um, what do I want my family to look like in 15 years? Um, Mm. What is my eulogy going to say? Um, And it's not going to talk about that recent commercial that I shot. Um, And so every day I've kind of readjusted my thinking in, um, you know, are we going to be able to afford to see the world with the girls when they're teenagers? Um, I want that more than worrying about this kind of precious thing that I'm making. And it's still hard, but I've come all the way. uh, For sure. um, you know understanding and but it's um you know working backwards to sort of the the end of life the where do you want your family to be mm. um but also on the omni channel thing i mean you think about you know if if you if you do happen to have a family i mean you have let's say you want to have a couple vacations and then you got to afford your health care um you want to afford sick time um if you have two kids maybe one kid Both kids, you want to have college fund. One kid, you know, you want to get married. And so that's another bucket. So right now you've already sold seven buckets. Your own 401k, there's another bucket. Um, Hopefully another investment, that's another bucket. Hopefully you're putting away at least 10%. um, And so all these other costs, besides what you pay yourself, besides um, leftover margin of profit, like it can be very costly to afford A balanced life where your family is taken care of, your business is taken care of and you have a little bit of freedom. And so in my opinion, it's like really important to charge a premium on what you can so you can afford to live comfortably um, and for the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I think having that, uh, acknowledging that, right, is so important, especially um, you in your business. And I think with so many other early entrepreneurs, um, it's, it's important to take a step back and, and say, what is, the, what is the price that I need to live comfortably and to serve my, um, my people, my clients? How, mm-hmm. how, where is that balance? Um, so I think that's really important.
1: I'm, just, I'm, curious, I'm, I'm curious on like other things. I mean, you know, I think the question then becomes, because you're going to have this one thing that you're doing and then you have, it's sort of like this idea of like, what, what's something else I can create that's valuable for different markets. That's still true to me. You know, like I'm not going to go out and watch cars as another thing of income. You know, I could, you know, but it's like what can I creatively do that provides value in another channel that I haven't thought about yet?
0: Yeah. And or to the people that you might already be serving. Sure. Yeah.
1: Right. You're like, Oh my gosh, they need this. What if they needed that? Um, or it's a completely different thing. Your friend owns something and you're like, you know, do you guys need headshots or if it's a small business and they need social content once a quarter, or it means putting your thing on Etsy or it's passive income by selling things online or, you know, someone with a studio space. And so you do a workshop once of whatever. I mean, you know, kind of just, um, thinking again diversity of you know value um, in my opinion is is um, you know really important
0: um, we've got so many uh I mean, creatives just have an endless, I think, bank of ideas if we really uh, get down to it and, and think about how we can serve people better, how we can create and connect. And I and I think there's an endless amount of ways that we can do that. So that's that's a great point. Um, you've got so much insight on the business side of things. You're, also, you're such a creative, but I think you've really taken time to uh, learn how to be a great business owner. Do you have any recommendations on... Um, education or train? Like, how have you come into this space of learning that side of it? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you didn't go to school for business. So where did that, I think a lot of early business owners struggle with that. Like, where do we learn? How do we grow?
1: Yeah. Um, It's a great question. I mean, I guess the first thing would be, hopefully you have the fascination, right. Of business and branding and entrepreneurship. I mean, I think it takes that first just to be, uh, in, in, inherently curious about how to better serve customers. Um, that, that's the first thing, in my opinion, I think it takes. Um, but for me, it's been, um, man, it's been podcasts. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of podcasts and listening on drives and taking notes. Um, I'm really Not on the drive. Yeah, not on the drive. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm, you know, really big on like if I'm at my desk and I'm listening to the one sort of taking notes, um, you know... I've never been a big book person, but I don't know if any other creative can relate to this. But um, for me, starting the morning off with um, a a page or two from
0: something—I'm
1: going to go on a tangent. (laughs) How do these two things merge? (laughs) Uh, hmm. (laughs) Shit! I got
0: to leave this in. (laughs)
1: Oh my god, that's great if you do. That's great if you do. I mean, entrepreneurship is just—it's—it's you learn it from so many different ways. You, you learn it from, you know, taking chances and, and sending a proposal with a wacky idea. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know, where it's a podcast or it's a blog or you, you go to local meetups with other business owners and they're doing this and mm. that, um, you know, and you kind of just continually to keep putting back in the Rolodex new ways to help people, serve people, run efficiently, um, manage expectations. Um, and I think I've just identified common themes with business owners. On you know planning for winter, managing expectations, over delivering, um, having core infrastructure, uh, coming up with ideas that are uh, you know um, original or um, cut, cut that uh, com- coming up with you know concepts that are surprisingly familiar or so there's just like these core things that keep coming up and so I'm like they must be important so I should adopt them right um, you know and I'm just I'm just passionate about running a business that's efficient and really helping people and being on brand uh so as far as podcasts you know for me some of that have been the most um the most beneficial have been i think the entree leadership podcast um the school mm. of greatness with lewis Howes.
0: yes uh, love him the,
1: yeah he's great um chase jarvis he's a creative business guy oh, right? so good he's so good uh you know the houses are doing really cool things too yes Um, I think the the, the old fashioned Tony Robbins, you know, mindset change. I think there's so much, here's, here's an interesting thing. I think there's so much personal development that goes in with entrepreneurship because in order to be successful in business, like you really need to set yourself up for success with like a foundational, with a foundation of health and mentally, physically, through your diet, through your relationships, like it's funny how I have worked in this world of like self-development because I feel like some of the most high performing people that I know um, or I look up to have such a strong foundational um, structure in their lives of everything non-business, just personal. Um, And so it's so intertwined to be successful. Uh, One of the biggest things that I've learned is, is, you know, starting the day off right, you win the morning, you win the day. Um, And so being able to wake up a little bit earlier, being able to, you know, um, journal, just some thoughts, right? Get the mud off the windshield, kind of idea. Um, get a book out, mm-hmm. read one or two pages, and sometimes in my journal I'll do another line where it's like my interpretation of that page or two from the book. Mm. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I'll read more, but I only tell myself one page because if I tell myself I'm read fifteen pages a day, I'm probably not going to do it. I'm not going to open mm. the book, and so just give me one page, Lee, and. and on busy days, it's one. And then when it's not busy, it might be three or four, um, which is that more is than everybody can so... <laughs> work. No,
0: I 100% feel you on that because I've never been a huge reader either. And I think that um, managing expectations with yourself is so huge because I've seen people make lofty uh, goals for uh, lack of a better, yeah, I mean, they're goals and then you don't meet them. And there's that guilt and shame around that, which is never something that you should create for yourself in your personal life or business, I think. And so having that really overly realistic goal, I think is is setting you up for success. And you've always been really adamant and, and and uh really good about that i
1: think yeah, just trying to plan for the day like it, it's i just want to win the day and if i do that like 300 times you know a year <laughs> right like hopefully i'm going to be batting a good percentage oh yeah um, what
0: is it to create a habit it's 60 60 no third
1: there's mm, a, well the atomic so, habits is a great book yes um, oh. you know is uh, that james and he has, clear yeah he has a great um a great newsletter, one of my most favorite newsletters in the world. Um, another experiment, if you get his newsletter, he has like the three, two, one idea. And if you take one of his 3-2-1s and just journal on the idea, you'll yeah. go places. Uh, just just mentally and spiritually and, and with new ideas. Um, and so and so back to the morning thing, I mean, it's it's been like that with um, journaling a little bit and then coming up with a list for the day. Uh, you know, just, just seriously journaling. Today would be great if... Yes. Um, and then boom, go in that space for 15 minutes and then attack the day because then you're going to do this call, this meeting, this little curveball. But at two o'clock when you're feeling a little bit like, Oh, you know, lethargic or the day's about the, it's the you
0: vortex. Got, yeah. You got two hours left
1: <laughs> and then revisit that, you know, today would be great if idea, and then you're going to get a little bit more done. And then you keep doing that throughout the week and you're just, you're just so much more productive. Um, yeah
0: kind of programs your brain into being in a space of uh what's next rather than i'm tired or i'm oh yeah i'm done already or yeah you
1: wake up and you read your inbox and i'm guilty of it too sometimes Mm -mm, but like you have to wake up optimistic you have to wake up playing offense not defense
0: oh that's great like it's a game
1: changer like i'm not gonna wake up and then just put out fires i'm gonna wake up and be like man today would be great if Mm -hmm. that's not that's not that's very different than today i have to get done it was my list.
0: Right, because you're living on your agenda rather than someone else's.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and it, it opens up to like, today would be great if, you know, I think about this, this is a big revelation for me, is because I was so like, to do, to do, to do, task list, I think we all can relate to that a little bit, but like at the bottom now on my list, you know, I do it a few times a week, who can I love on today uh, mm. that would not expect it, and kind of be intentional as much as I am about my task list as to, you know, who are some friends that I can reconnect with and just check in with them. Um, because you know inherently I want to wake up and work and be productive and be creative and, and connect with people, but like the connecting yeah. people is like so important that i can 't forget and kind of get back to that man um, that's going
0: to be important now more than ever, so yeah. that's awesome that 's awesome that's that's been living on your list for a while and and yeah. you can lean into it a bit more a bit more right now yeah yeah uh, so so kind of on that topic of you know balancing your day and, and and journaling what do you think your favorite way uh we we live in such a um high speed world or, or at least we did up until a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. um what is your favorite way to relax be present balance your work in life um I know you've got you know, beyond amazing family. And you, I think you do a great job of trying to balance work and them and home life. What's your favorite way to be present with them, relax, just kind of separate those.
1: It's tough. so <laughs> uh, Because I think what we have to surrender to is that mentally, if you're on your own business, it's going to happen throughout the day, even in the evenings when you're with your family. Um, now, you can, you can work on you know, sort of shifting around a little bit, but it's more about harmonizing than it is, you know, Mm -hmm. turning it off at five o'clock. But I think for me to be at peace or be in a relaxed state, and I hate to bring it up this way, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna reword that. um, I guess the best way for me to be relaxed or at peace and not to go back to the morning thing, but really setting up the day for success so that I know what I have to do, I know what's important, so that when it comes 4.30, Um, I get in the car and I can go pick up the kids with like a sense of relief that I used my time wisely for today. Um, And that when I walk in the door, I can be a great dad. Um, Mm. And one of the biggest things that I've learned recently, um, and this is kind of cool to share, I guess, because uh, the the idea of visualization, um, we are in a default. You know, whenever we walk into a new situation, we're going to default, most likely into a negative state to protect ourselves because we're very primal. Um, and what I've learned is, you know, before I go into daycare, sit for a second and visualize what a a stellar dad looks like. Like what kind of father do I want to be when I go get on and when I get home, um, before I go in this meeting, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? What does success look like in this meeting? What does success look like when I go on vacation? You know, what am I going to be doing? Because what we're doing is we're rewriting the next, you know, day or or five days of, you know, what the new default is so that you don't go to your existing default, which is really negative because we're protecting ourselves. Um, But that's been a big takeaway for me recently to visualize my new self. Um, And I can do it. And when you do that over and over and over, what are we doing? Right. We're building kind of new habits and we're rewiring our, our operating system. Um, you know, recently I've had this thing where something happens and I don't know where I got this from, but it was probably from somewhere, you know, this idea of like, great. Wow. Um, and then, and then I learned from it. We were on a shoot recently. We had to do a shot where, um, our camera operator was up on a bucket lift with another person on a bucket lift and we're going, it was going to be an epic shot. And what did you say? Sarah? I'm sorry. What did you say in the middle of that?
0: I said, holy macaroni.
1: Oh, amazing. Uh, and so, it, you know, we're going to do the bucket lift shot. We're going to raise up. And it's really going to give a feeling of like, this person working on the bucket lift is rising up. And, and it had so much to it, right? And the guy comes up to me. Um, one of the people on the shoot, you know, 45 minutes before the shot. It's like, I just want to let you know from a liability standpoint, you can't do that. It's not safe. Uh, and I was like, great, great. That's great. Uh, and he looked at me. Oh, he, I think he interpreted it as like, being sarcastic or whatever and he kind of looked at me and I'm like well that lets me know that I have 45 minutes to figure out a new shop and so let me go work with the cinematographer and figure out what I can do next Mm. uh it was such a funny example of like how you can when you rewire it um you change your default and then now you can be more resourceful or positive in how you respond to things versus the negative um you know because because oldly might have been like what are you kidding me and then it turns into 10 minutes of discussion of you know, why I can't work and now I'm upset and and then you're not in a position to figure out new ways of succeeding or whatever, right? right? Yeah. So um, that mindset game and change has been, um, you know, I think one of the the best um, impacts on my life. not get from that for everybody
0: yeah yeah no that's huge i think i think being cognizant of that and um which which you clearly are and, and having those uh you know systems in place i think personally like you said as a dad or for a business owner when you're going into a meeting or to take a step back before you uh make a decision call um on set i think having that ability is really um is a sign of being an entrepreneur for a while. I think that's something that comes with, you know, like we are talking about with years of experience and time and education and all these things that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily uh, come with the handbook when you yeah. become an entrepreneur. It's a uh, definitely failure. And I think yeah. uh, just to circle back quickly, when we are chatting about, you know, what you can do while you're still in your full-time job fail, just mm. be really shitty at it. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I think both of us have had uh, moments of, you know, learning from failure and, and I used to be really scared of it, really, really scared of it. And I think, uh, finally, um, I've, I've kind of leaned in, leaned into that idea that the more I can, uh, not, um, not judge myself for the failure and not, uh, kind of, uh, sabotage my business because, because of failure, the more I've been able to learn from it. So that's been really big for me.
1: I guess that I hope anyone who's listening has, um, doesn't have a, a, a negative stigma with uh, failing and, and it's more of a positive because, you know, failure is is simply related to experimentation and innovation and trying new things. Um, and, that's part of entrepreneurship, like for sure. Like if you have to constantly try new things, because if you're not growing, you're dying. And the way you grow is by trying new things and experimenting. And so, you know, sort of taking small lessons from those and growing is like, you know, that is the key. Um, yeah. Sort yeah, of like failing beautifully is like, I Um one thing <laughs> before, I, before I lose it, you know, to get personal for a second, like, you know, I would uh, walk in. Well, I get home from work, and my wife. You know, we had the, these discussions. She was just like, "I just don't know who I'm going to get. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get excitedly, the passionately, got a new idea, or you're upset about an, a, a project or an employee or this or that." And like, at a point, it just became so unfair that every day she's in this state of angst of who is going to come home. Like, that's not fair to her. Uh, and so for me, it was. Okay, do I have the ability to sit for a minute or two and visualize what a great dad looks like, what a great husband looks like, and accompany that with we're running a good business, we have good cash flow, we have reserves. Like, what do I need to go in the house and be upset about? Mm. Like, we're in a good state, you're a great husband. What does a great husband look like? Who are you going to show up as? I get to choose. I get to choose.
0: Yeah, I think it's taking ownership over that like decision, right? Whether it's sitting in the car for 10 minutes before you come inside, whether it's you know, taking some time to meditate before you talk to a loved one. Yes. Um, I think having that, you know, uh, recognition where so many people uh, have chaos rather than um, ownership over, over their actions, over their feelings. And the fact that you've been able to take a step back and say like, Hey, look, this is, this is the way I show up for, for this person that I love and adore sometimes. Here's how I'm not going to do that is I think, I mean, way bigger than business ownership. It's, it's human to human. It is, it's love, it's care. It's, you know, so many bigger things. So that's, that's amazing. And what am I committed
1: to? And, and, you know, like you sit in the car and you're like, okay, we lost a $19,000 job. They, the employee wasn't hitting their deadlines and we still haven't got back to that proposal. Oh, right. Or do I want to think about who I want to be when I walk in the door and what's more important? And like, mm. I get to choose. And I think- It's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice, man. And like, oh, I've struggled with that for so long. I really have. And it's. it's I don't have to. Like, I get to choose. Mm. I get to choose. And if I keep telling myself that, I. I you know what I mean?
0: That's a phenomenal reminder because I think we we get so hung up in the, um, you know, <laughs> I have to do this next, the the mm-hmm. super long running uh, list of to-dos and the employees if you have them or the growth of the business if you need it or, you know, whatever it might be rather than taking a step back and saying like, this is what I do have, this is what I know to be true and I'm making the choice to highlight that.
1: Yeah. And, and i think when you do it and you prove to yourself you can do it you surprise mm. yourself. Yes. And then you're like, yo, i'm capable. I'm <laughs> yes. capable. Yes. Like that's amazing and and what what a growth, you know, um what growth. That's like beautiful.
0: What an then, opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And then you can do it again
1: and then and then you just discover a whole new self yep. because of a mindset. shit mind ch- change. A mindset
0: is a sometimes mind shit. what yeah. yeah. Not a mind it, shit. Yeah. It could be originally a mind oh shift. Um, um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, back to the mentality thing. I mean, you know, I think as creatives, too, we also are our. You know, again, lots, lots of tangents here, but it's fun. Um, Love it. Yeah, you know, we find our flow, right? And like, there's no more, mm. there's nothing beautiful, more beautiful than finding our flow and being in that. Um, and what happens when we're not and we feel stuck? It's like we don't have to feel shitty about that. We don't have to feel like we're worthless or mm. we need to re- It's like, dude, you're just not in the flow, and that's cool. Like, go for a walk, right? Yeah. And, and then go to your hobbies and then come back. You're, I remind myself like, go with the flow. <laughs> and, and just, right like ride the up and down ride the ups and downs and and know that sometimes i will be and sometimes i won't and yeah. that's okay and that's
0: great and that our worth isn't tied to that um level of of flow so to speak mm. or that we're not um in, that our worth is not ingrained in whether we're riding a high tide or a low one or or, or where we happen to totally. be in that season of business yeah
1: totally agree yeah it's beautiful
0: Yeah. Wow. Lee, you've given us so many great things to think about so much, uh, tangible advice and, and lessons and teachings. And I I just love talking to you. We could go on for hours. Um, (laughs) no, if you could just share, uh, two tips with the listeners about either upleveling their career or transitioning into, um, a new business or, you know, uh, growing into entrepreneurship, what would that be?
1: You know, I think some of the biggest things that I've learned is, uh, You know, in the creative space, propose what you think is right, um, and then after that, serve the client with kind of what they think is best, and um, don't be so precious about something. Um, You Mm. know, in the first round, deliver what you think is right. Um, This is in the video world, but then after that, you know, figure out how we can best serve them. Um, I would say you know, in our world, it's not like me versus them. It's discussing the the why of the project or the mission objective or the thing in the middle um, and so that it's not you know, this, you know, client me versus them situation. It's us on the same side of the table and we're talking about the thing in the middle of the table and mm-hmm. illustrating that for me has allowed me to change my mindset about, well, you're wrong and that's not true or, you know, that's a horrible idea or it's not like that at all um, and once we change that, then it you know, helps, you know, I guess, change yourself you know, in how you're thinking about it. Um, but right. I, I mean, I can, man, you know, I think it's, it's. <laughs> we're, you know, as creatives, like we're responsible for pushing the unconventional, push the surprising, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, push the new idea and, and you can always pull it back. Um, yeah. You know, be, be daring in your work, do something new and different. Like, we're creatives. We have permission to do that. That's why mm-hmm. we exist, man. Like, you know, and have fun with it. Um, like we're such a special group of people. and We, we often forget our permissions. And I think we should we just remind ourselves of that journal about that, you know, yeah. so that we can be different and fun in ourselves. And, um, yeah, man. Love
0: it. I love it. I love your energy. I love your insight. I, I mean, you are the, I, I think, you know, just a little tangent story. I mean, you're the one that, uh, I guess I could kind of, you know, blame or
1: Yeah,
0: blame or credit you for the, the name. I mean, half the name of this podcast, even, I mean, just to give a little insight to anyone listening in my job interview with Lee and Moselle, um, man, four years, five
1: years, oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> years ago. Um, they asked, what was the question? What do you... Uh, I forgot how you worded it.
1: Oh, it was, it was, uh, you know, what are you going to bring to the table different than others applying to uh, the
0: trouble? And so keep in mind, I had been interviewing at a bunch of different places. I'd been asked a similar question. I was, you know, trying to challenge myself in a room of people who I thought were creatives and like-minded people. And I just... From the moment I walked in the room, I felt like these these guys got me and and understood you know what I was here to do and how I wanted to be connected and and work in a smaller environment and all that good stuff. So I took a risk and I just <laughs> <laughs> without thinking really, I just said empathy and I stared at him <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah. that was fun for a couple I mean,
1: reasons <laughs> it was you know I asked. We asked the question, and then you just kind of sat there, and then and then you just looked up and you said empathy, and and sort of just stared at me. And so, for me, it was so quickly, you know, your confidence in knowing how important it is, I think, illustrated so much, mm. and you know, kind of blew me away. Uh, and I think I may have wrote something inappropriate on the the piece of paper, showed it to Zach, like like you know something like shit or Jesus or my God, you know, like just wow, <laughs> I was wowed by it. Um, you know, but I, in regards to empathy, you know, you can cut this out, but in my opinion, it, it, it's a, it's a key capability in creative business because it's the purest way we get an understanding of, of the objective of what we're communicating or who we're working with. That's how you mm-hmm. get to it. You know, you get, you get clarity from understanding. You get this warmth of connection with the person you get trust, um, you get a deeper relationship. And so I think any creative person, if they want to sort of have success, um, having empathy is sort of just so vital.
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of, I mean, that was my, my, um, you know, draw to do this podcast. That was what got me the job with you and incredible experiences and a great team and learning things that I have still to this day never been taught. And just the uh, the experiences that having empathy was able to provide and is continuing to do in my life has been so beyond extraordinary that I think it's something that every business owner is needs to have in their tool belt. And it is not something that you can go to the store and buy is not something that you can go online and learn um
1: yeah and you know it's not a riff but it, i just i'm so passionate about it like we it's human nature it's human connection human psychology to be understood we just want to be understood and so when you're empathetic and you regurgitate or share back like a, a clear understanding of their positioning or what they're going through and they go like yes you get it like, in an honest it. and
0: authentic way. Like that's all we care about. Genuinely, that is at the yeah, core. Exactly. Whether you're in business, you're at a... Your marriage. Like, meet, like, right, whatever. Friendship, roommate, meeting. What, you you what get happened. me,
1: right? Like that's the yes. You get me.
0: That is wow. the ultimate goal. And I think if we can morph that into our businesses, the yes. better we will be. The, more, the stronger entrepreneurs we will become. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And all the products that you and all these things yep. and updates. When, they, when people do things, they're like oh, I love that they did that because they know that I was going through this or that. Because, and was,
0: yes, and they'll like, be all tied to that dude, understanding of self. They're like, yes.
1: man, you get me. And like, that's what we live for. Um, and that's, so that's it. what we can create.
0: That's a wrap. That's it. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Like drop uh, the mic. So true. Drop the mic. Drop
0: the mic. Truly, though, yeah, and I think, wow, that's it's all just um, mm. they're all, it's all tied together. But I, I really do think a lot of it comes down to uh, having an empathetic heart, and that's uh, just given me so much joy and uh, experiences in my life and business that I that I hope people can uh, learn to kind of see the other and and be cognizant of, mm. like you said, the uh, so everyone just wants to be seen. Yeah,
1: be understood. You know. <laughs> You, you you talk about serve and serve, serve. So customer service, you know, having their best interests at heart. Mm. That is the best way to serve. It is. You do that yeah. and like changes the game.
0: It really does. It's crazy. It's so simple, but it is uh it's uh it's huge. Mm. Um, so let me ask you this. What is next for Lee Morton? What is next for Moselle, your company? What is next for you personally?
1: Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, I hope to continue, um, putting my life resume first before my professional resume, in being present with the kids and continuing to do things with them, um, and putting them first in all my my efforts. Um, like really important to me, and I found a lot of growth in that, and I need to continue that um, because if I find the next new thing to create, it's going to be, how do I balance that with my family? And so Mm. I I think about that a lot. Um, But I think professionally, you know, I want to continue um, letting Moselle serve agencies in producing campaigns and imagery, whether that's motion or stills or who knows what we got some new areas that we're playing in. So um, we just want to continue to grow to, you know, serve agencies so that they can produce campaigns for their brands, um, and continue to find people that I love working with and making things with. Um, independently, I, I'm loving freelancing, DPing, and kind of helping people that way. Um, you know, and, and exploring those omni channels, those other different channels, right? Of like, how can we keep diversifying and fortifying our freedom, um, and kind of playing in that space, um, but. I really, I couldn't ask for anything more. Like I have way more than I deserve. And um, every day I just got to, you know, I'm I'm just, every day I'm waking up with just a sense of peace and presence um, while still getting after it and, and knowing that like life is just good. And I'm really lucky.
0: It's all a balance. I love it. Yeah, man. Where can people find you on the internet, on the gram? Give us all the channels.
1: Oh, sure. So Moselle Films is Instagram. M-O-Z-E-L-L Films is our production company. Uh, L-E-E-W Morton uh, is my personal Instagram. And then, you know, our website, mosellefilms.com. Welcome to take a look. And, um, you know, I also do uh, coaching with folks, Uh, kind of do one-on-one for people just starting in the production industry or transitioning from wedding to corporate. Um, I do a, a three or four month program with folks to kind of jumpstart them and something that I've been really passionate about and having a lot of fun with. So um, that's the thing if, if my story kind of connects with you and um would love to kind of continue to help people, so.
0: So, so interesting. And you've got so many facets of, of life and business and they all just combine in such a beautiful way. So I love talking to you. I, you know, we we could be on this for hours and hours and hours, but, um, this could be I, uh, a, a 10 chapter <laughs> series, man. Yeah, we could make it into a little uh, <laughs> a little uh, trilogy or something like that. But <laughs> I no, love having I you on, Lee.
1: It's great. I'm glad you're doing this, I'm Leandra. Yeah. I'm like, super proud of you. I've seen so much growth, you know, it's just so much beauty. And you have the courage and the passion. And, and you're just, this is great. And like, you're just an amazing human being with a great heart. And I'm just very, um, I'm just happy to know you.
0: Oh, thanks, dude. Happy to know you.
1: Yeah,
0: man. Oh, well, this has been beyond incredible. I, I really appreciate your presence on here and you sharing with uh, the listeners everything that you have to offer. And let's do it again real soon.
1: Okay, all right. cool. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right.
0: Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Insight and Empathy podcast. If you're feeling overwhelmed in this season, I feel you. Take a deep breath right now and remind yourself how incredibly worthy you are of greatness. I'm serious. Learning from others is the best way to grow yourself and your business. I I truly believe this. If you're looking for a little lift or you're wanting to take advantage of this downtime, enrolling yourself in education, coaching, or mentoring is the best way to go, guys. It has been on my heart and mind for a while that I want to help other creatives in a more personal and tangible way. Head on over to leandracreativeco.com forward slash four dash creatives That's L-E-A-N-D-R-A creativeco.com forward slash four dash creatives to book your free 30-minute mentoring session to see if we're a good fit. I offer weekly, bi-weekly, and fully customizable mentoring packages that I know you're going to love. As creatives, we're at the heart of our businesses, so we've got to nurture ourselves and start there to build a successful business that works for us. I meet you exactly where you are in your business journey and we work on tools for crushing the social media game, actionable mindset shifts for success and abundance, tactical tools that will help you become the CEO that you are truly capable of, editing, shooting techniques and of course how to lead with empathy no matter what size your team is. Plus, you get a personal accountability buddy all the way through this process and beyond. That's me. <laughs> I'm already rooting for you. Let's do this thing, guys. If you're loving all this free content and insight on the podcast, leave it a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me and it helps me keep coming at you with free tools. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Leandra Creative Co and at insights underscore empathy podcast. I love you guys and stay safe out there.